Yo, it's the orchestrating hardhead. I'm back at it. I know I took a huh, a long hiatus because my recovery wasn't the greatest. I went on the war path for a little over 90 days. In the beginning of November, I relapsed. I tried to kill myself. And the first time, I stuck a needle in my arm. Fitting off. I was awakened to my legs being kicked by my supervisor in the bathroom. I tried to end it. I woke up mad. Mm-mm-mm. A permanent solution for a temporary problem. After all that preaching I've been doing, after all that shit I've been saying, and I can't live by it, I'm infallible, I'm human, but don't give me no excuse. My children are such a weak spot for me. And I said before in another episode that I had to give them to God. I thought I did. See, I struggle with compartmentalizing things in my life and picking and choosing what I want to give to God, my high power. And I know that's erroneous. You know, when shit going good, I forget that Allah is the reason that it's going good. But as soon as my ass get in some trouble, I'm praying and boohooing. I'm making salat. Making duas to Allah to get me out of this jam. Get me out of jail. Get somebody to answer the phone. Please, can somebody get to my money and buy me out? No, I'm, I'm, and I think I got all the sense in the world, really. I'm slow as hell. And I know what my God-given purpose is. But I still continue to make the same, the same, like, decisions knowing the outcome is going to be the same but thank Allah I didn't take my life because it's relapse it put me in a different in a different space right now I'm in PHP and recovery works in South Shore, Kentucky, in my room, chilling, talking to my folks, my people. Listen, them streets don't love nobody. And I ain't gonna tell you the streets is winning, because I don't believe that shit. It's people around me that's really trying to do the next right thing. And I'm going to keep it 100 with y'all. I know when I start taking people's inventory, when I had a sponsor that did not have a history with mental health issues like I do, that I was in a... <laughs> I was in a bad situation. 
I already mentally relapsed. I was going to meetings with individuals that I thought was my guys. And really, they go into the meetings to holler at these traumatized, um, vulnerable young women. And I shouldn't be judging, but at the same time, this is close to me. It's in my cipher. So, you know, you're guilty by association. I can't get caught up like that. And I got a good woman at home. So, I get to taking these dudes' inventories, and I get to backing away from them. I get to, you know, quit talking to my sponsor. This COVID shit got motherfuckers acting real weird, you know. But, you know, I can't make no excuses. But this is what's going on. This is what's happening. So what I do, you know, I isolate. No longer am I being held accountable. I'm validating my own shit. I'm my own accountability partner. I chose not to put in the work for my recovery. I put everything else before it. I became complacent. And the reality is, I was trying to chase some money. Every job opportunity in recovery lending me more money. And I sold my soul for money because I was no longer happy. I thought starting programs and structuring them and being the beginning, seeing like a newborn baby, you know, you got your hands in it. But me, I like the trenches. I like to be in the trenches. I like to be impatient where you see somebody come in all fucked around, spaced out, spun out, hurting. And you, you in remembrance of, damn, I don't want to go back there. I know what that looked like. I know what that felt like. That keeps you honest. And then you see the light and the fog come away after about 30, 45 days. And now you're starting to see the greatness of this individual. And you happy for him. You happy for them. You happy for this human being that now they have a choice. They have a choice. That's why I know I belong. But instead, I let shit go to my head. I became arrogant and cocky and, you know, damn, a junkie making $18, $19 an hour. In recovery, I'm peer support certified in two different states. I'm a chemical dependency counselor. Like, damn, man, you moving, you grooving. But shit, like I said, I didn't do that. Allah made all that possible. And Allah deserves all the glory and all the praise, not Henry. Henry ain't shit. Henry has a Henry problem. 
Like I said, I'm the orchestrated hardhead. You leave it to me. Self will run right. I'm bound to fuck up the church's money, man. I'm bound to mess it up. I'm in her South Shore recovery works. About 45 days in on a refocus. Because you got to understand, I didn't lose all that that I had. And with all that sobriety and the knowledge that I worked for and the, the footwork and the work I put in. I realized that every two years or more, I self-sabotage. I quit doing what works. And it's that simple. It's that simple. I can give all the best advice in the world, but can't follow through myself. I'm inconsistent. I can digest the content and put it in context. But then, I think it's okay to go backwards and regress. I think I can reward myself, like, for doing what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be sober. I'm supposed to pay bills. I'm supposed to show up to work on time every day that I'm on the schedule. I'm supposed to help someone and stay outside of myself. I don't get no damn rewards for that. But to me, war myself by killing myself. That's how sick my mind is. That's how sick addictive behaviors make you. That's how powerful this disease is. Because doing, even in my wrong mind, that shit don't sound right. So <laughs> Here, I'm in my right mind and this shit don't sound right. You feel me? So, man, what can I say? What can I do to get through to you that you don't want to be like me? Hey, I don't want to be the old me. The old me still messed up. I'm trying to be better than the yesterday me. I'm in competition with myself. I'm taking self's inventory. I'm doing step 10 a 12 step because I don't want to harm nobody and I need forgiveness. I need to have a clear and peaceful heart, peaceful mind. And I can't ask somebody to do what I won't do. And I thank y'all for bearing with me. I thank y'all for being patient with me. I thank y'all for following me and praying for me. Because because of you, my listeners, my prayers, my loved ones, that's why I'm able to still be on this platform today and teach and preach. Because that's all I can do from my own experiences in life. You don't need no book stuff because you didn't had enough of that. You need that real stuff because you ain't had enough of that. And I thank y'all for loving me back to life. 
I thank y'all for putting me in the light and showing me what's right. I know that I can't do this alone. I know that I need to lean on you. I know that y'all part of the success team, the mastermind, and I thank you. Everyone who played a hand. Thank you, Pinnacle. Thank you, Addiction Recovery Curve. Because I got my foundation from there. And I know that nothing in Allah's plan is a coincidence. Nothing in his creation is an accident. There's nothing crazy in Allah's world. Nothing crazy. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a plan. And everything has an expiration date. The bullshit has expired. I look at some of these old heads in here with me, and I say, damn, I don't want to be 50, 60 years old, starting all over, trying to call them, call around and set up an interview to find a bed to a sober living. <clears throat> but you know what? If I ain't careful, it'll be me. That's why I use my fears, feelings, and emotions appearing as real to motivate me to be better. You know, it's spiritual progress, not perfection. And I need some correction. I don't mind being led. I don't give a damn who thinks I'm a leader. I don't mind being led. Because I know I must be spiritually fed. Then I can become spiritually fit. Because I suffer from a spiritual malady. Because I have a hearing problem. I have to get my confidence back. But at the same time, stay humble. Because if I ain't humble, Allah will humble me. And it's never pretty. It's never a good thing. And if I can help you, please reach out to me. If you got something to tell me to share with me, please reach out to me. I'm of service. I'm a serviceman. I love people. I love helping. I don't mind. Because I need you probably more than you need me. But I know that together, we can figure it out. And that's what I'm about. And I'm trying to do it the right way, not the light way. I'm going to work. Because now I know. I was that once person that said I never shoot up. I never be spiking or fucking up my veins. Shit. Shit if I didn't. Did it after I started. That's the only way I did it. You know what I mean? Speedball shots and shit. Like, shit I never said I never do. I thought I'd do, you know? And I got the bag. What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm confused out there. And the madness, I'm running around with people that I wouldn't even be kicking it with. I'm in spots that I shouldn't even be seen in. But you, you know, have to realize 
my pleasure center has been hijacked. My brain has been rewired. And now everything that used to bring me pleasure is found in a substance that I put in a spoon, I cap with a cigarette filter and I draw up and then I inject until I lose my breath. And you know, I didn't even have it. I was out in the open with my madness, with my mess. I didn't even want to lay down with my woman. I didn't even want to have sex with my woman. I was cheating on her with Heron. Do you understand what I'm saying? I didn't give a fuck about nothing no more. I said, fuck school. I said, fuck me. I thought I could ride around in my beans and have nice clothes on and jewelry on. I had my fronts up. But nigga, you 40 pounds lighter. And excuse my language, but that's how it come out of me. Because I'm raw and uncut. And I apologize if I uh, hurt anybody's ears. I didn't mean to. But this is me. And this is me getting back. So I might be a little rusty. I might be a little, you know, off kilter. But I don't mean no harm. That everybody knew everything I did. I quit training for boxing. Lying to my trainer. Corky, I love you. I apologize for everything I did. I apologize for all the lies. Knowing damn well I can't fight. Cause you know what? I look a mess with my shirt off. Bruises on my arm. But me, so delusional shit, I I, I think I'm cut up like a a, a drawer full of knives. (laughs) But I'm ate up. I'm ate the fuck up. And in 90 days, you don't know how much you lose. And I ain't the type to lose material stuff. I lose people. I lose connections. I lose friendships. I lose trust. I lose interest. No one takes you serious. They see it. They just wait for you to admit it. Because then they'll help. Everybody I had, they'll help me if I quit killing myself. <clears throat> but shit, every time I put that poison in my body, if death came, I was ready for it. Where, had, where, where did I go? What happened? And on top of that, you know, I had a that gene site testing done a few years ago where your SSR1s and your psychedelics and psychotrophics like you get DNA tested genetically tested for what psych meds can really help you and react and which ones stay away from and which ones dosage needs to be tweaked you know what I mean 
So, with that being said, I was on the right path for my mental health. But you can't take pills, your, your meds, and then shoot dope. It cancels out each other. So, my mental health went getting no better. I started having schizophrenic episodes with blackouts and violent interactions and visible people being there and acting out scenes and running around with guns and destroying my home and my house and man who was I and I'm so glad that I'm able to get back to this place to where I can give you all of me. And I thank y'all. Because I need this. And you know, this season, I'm going to be having some guests. And we're going to be addressing some issues and topics. But tonight, I'm just giving you the rundown on what's been going down since I last spoke to you guys when I was sober. Huh. Sober physically. Because mentally, emotionally, I had already relapsed. The physical just ain't happened yet. I was cracking and breaking. I can think back now when I was sitting on the couch on one of the last episodes I was there. I was already entertaining the idea of how I was going to do it. (laughs) Reservations. That's what they call it. But my reservation was straight. The last one, a dirt nap reservation. I was trying to end it. And since I didn't end it, every time after that, I just kept on just going, going, going. And you know... Like I said, I'm at this place. And I'm 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 tormented right now. I got a new sponsor. Thank you, Mr. Ali, for seeing something in me to help me out. And um I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I didn't drop hot twice. Or fentanyl on the urine test. And I ain't been getting high in no damn rehab. So my outdating got changed. And pushed back. But the test got sent to the lab. So when it come back, I'm going to be exonerated. And they will graduate me the next day. This is what my clinician tell me. But damn, think how that feels. When you know you clean. And... If she's coming back for fitting on illegal substance that you know you're not using. So now rumors get started that I'm selling dope in rehab. Like, where I get it from first and then where I get some money. Oh, your girl dropped off your glasses. And yeah, she dropped off my glasses in front of a staff and they seen the exchange. And, you know, so now I did. So I'm going to put my girls annoying me. She don't drink. She don't smoke. Hell, she works at a 
place for a company that has inpatient and outpatient rehab for recovering addicts and uh, a dual diagnosis co-occurring disorders company. So why would I think I would put her in harm's way? But hey, they say, you know, I could be that sick. So, you know, it could be done. It's plausible. But I'm just letting you know that ain't me. I don't do that type of stuff. I might throw myself to the woods, but I ain't really put nobody in no position like that. It's some things you don't do. It's some core beliefs and some values and dogmas that you stick to and you create no matter what you're doing. Some shit you don't go back on. There's no bending with that. I never put that woman in no harm's way. But people got rooms. People will hate on you for no reason. Jealous ones envy. And I love them. I just pray for them. I pray for my enemies. Because you're really not my enemy. What you is is somebody who's dealing with some insecurities that you need to address. And what I need to do is focus on my recovery. Because I know that Allah got me. So I have nothing to worry about. I ain't even tripping. It's upsetting. But it's upsetting because... I can't go home when I thought I was going home. But I know I ain't getting hassled. I ain't tripping about none of that. But between that and everything else, you know, all I can do is the next right thing. So as things move on and things progress, like I said, I'll be hitting y'all with some topics, with some episodes, and giving y'all some day-to-day things that's going on with me. So look forward to it. Look forward to the guests that I be having. Um, it's getting time to get off for closing time because I got a curfew with this phone. I got to have it turned in by 11. So I love y'all, and I'm so glad to be here. I'm so blessed to be here, and I'm glad to be back with y'all. Please. Please tune in. Tomorrow, I'll be coming to you. I'll be uploading the topic and me getting right at you. And have a beautiful night. Know that Allah got you. Whatever high power you have, that's my high power. I'm Sunni Muslim, so I say Allah. You know, I respect it. It's many pathways to recovery. I support your campaign. As long as you're doing the next right thing. And have a good night. I'm out.